Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation is building its Do Good Village in Lando Lakes, Florida. It's the first of its kind, a community of 110 homes for the Foundation's program recipients. So together, families can heal. So together, families can help one another. A special place where families know that their neighbors understand and care. Make the Do Good Village the first of many. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Sends it over to Edward Robles. Go and name FC. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of Insert Name FC, and with me, as always, is my best friend and the other host of the show, Edward Robles. Hey, what's up, guys? So uh, we're doing this on Zoom um because it's it's raining it's raining outside uh pretty profusely it's not just raining yeah i was like it's not just raining i was like it's it's flooding again god like how many times do we got to go through a flood over here well uh for people that want to understand how houston works out um we live in a bayou um which we're below sea level uh sea level so that is the reason why there's a lot of floods in houston um you know, maybe in hindsight, maybe uh, you know it wouldn't be a good idea to to be building homes below sea level. But you know, here we are. Terrain, yeah, right. But, I mean, we're not the only ones that we're not the only city that made that same mistake. Obviously, you know, you have New Orleans that also has that sim- a similar issue as well. But anyways, that's not the point. But um, but yes. So <laughs> but that's, that's why, not the point. But that's why, if you guys notice uh, a little difference in our audio, is because obviously we're doing this on Zoom. Um, but yeah, so here we are, episode thirty-seven. Edward, just I have no number jerseys whatsoever that come to mind. No players that come neither. to mind with that name. Me neither. <laughs> like I said, we're not. We're, we're we're gonna probably be done like same players at this point. Um, maybe like a few numbers we might be able to come up with some players, but uh, the thirties and the forties is gonna be some really tricky numbers. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Maybe maybe some goalkeepers, maybe. I mean, I already know mm-hmm. one player when we hit to the, when we get to the forties, but I'm gonna save that for for that day. And it's gonna oh, really? be okay. it's gonna be a, a few episodes down the road before we get there. But but yeah, oh man. But yeah, so episode thirty seven, we have a pretty good show for you guys. We're gonna obviously have some headlines for you, some game recaps, our players of the week, 
Um, we are also going to be previewing the semifinals for the Liga MX playoffs. So look at that and make it. Um, I knew it was going to happen. Got my, we'll, we'll get there, but I got, we'll I, we'll I got a little too excited for that first leg, but <laughs> eh, hindsight's for 2020. Anyways, uh, we got some game previews, and we're also going to preview the Europa League final. Some of you guys are thinking, Hector, why are you record? Why are you going to go ahead and preview the Europa League final? Well, by the time you hear next week's episode, the Europa League final will be over. So, so exactly getting, getting ahead of ourselves. Not exactly, not really. Just you know, making sure we we you guys know what we think about that final. And of course, <laughs> wrap, wrap things up with a three up, three down. That's going to either make me and Edward and Spencer be very proud of our life decisions and, and or also very regretting some of our poor choices. But I think I think we regret most of them, don't we? Oh, don't don't I regret? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I was like, I think we regret most of them, don't we? Eh, we'll see. Anyways, so it, it, well, we'll get there. But yeah, so we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break. I know, you know, we just started, but you know what? This is our format. Damn it, I get used to it. <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead. We have, here. we have we has format. What? We has format. Jesus Christ! You know, like like the cat memes, like we uh, I love cheeseburger or what was it? Uh, I heart cheeseburger. So I have no food. idea where this is going. Oh. <laughs> I seriously have no idea where this is going. You seem so confident into it, and I really want to be confident for you, but I don't know where the hell this is but going. You don't, know, you don't know where it's going. All right, I have all right. zero idea. Let's just leave it at that. Let's just leave it at that, then, sir. All right, so we'll go ahead. You guys are going to listen to this awesome ad, and we'll get going with the show. Bro, where did you get that sick jersey? What, this thing? I got it at Fanatics. Fanatics? Yeah, Fanatics. It is a one-stop shop of all things sports. They sell jerseys, hats, shirts, jackets, and much more. You can go to our bio on Instagram and Twitter at insertnamefc. You'll see our link tree to Fanatics. When you go shop on that link, you will not only be getting some fresh gear, but you'll also be supporting Insert Name FC and the Unhinged Sports Network. I'm going to go start shopping now. I'm going to go start shopping now. And we are back. That is correct. Make sure you guys take full advantage of that great partner of ours. Um, not only will you be helping yourself out, but you will also be doing us a big favor. So, so there's that. Yeah, big time favor. We could be recording in a studio. Yeah, that or I can finally move out and then actually have a room where I can dedicate that to a studio. So. Or that option there. We're moving up on life, you know. Anyways, Edward, we got some headlines to talk about, Edward. All right, let's do it. And we got to start things off with Zinedine Zidane. You know, Dominic Rich has a very good point about saying Zinedine Zidane. It just, it sounds so, I don't know what, Classy. like, class, like, Zinedine Zidane sounds like a, like a Bond villain. <laughs> like, he might be. Zinedine Zidane. Plus he's French, and then, so it's like, and then Zidane just it, it does make sense. turns around in a in a in a desk chair petting a cat. Yeah, I don't see him as a cat person. I'm sorry. Oh man, I think uh, I think Zidane's a cat person. You know what? I don't. I don't. We'll, we'll drop this on Twitter right now. We'll ask. We'll go ahead and ask the listeners on Twitter once again at Instagram MFC if you think uh, Zidane is a cat person. 
It gives he gives Mind me cat, he gives me cat person vibes. I I don't I don't know. I think he's like a he's like a big dog type of guy. I think like I don't, I don't, get, I don't maybe, get dogs from or him. maybe or maybe you know what or maybe like even a small cat or a small uh, dog. Like he might be one of those little you know I like fufu kind of dog kind of guy. I don't know little little fufu kind of dogs. Uh, okay. <laughs> But uh, I mean, okay. So that's not the topic <laughs> on hand that we're speaking of right now. That's right. not the topic on hand. So there's rumors going around that Zinedine Zidane has told his team, has told Real Madrid, the, the, the locker room at, at least, that he will be leaving. As a matter of fact, the rumor comes from after the 2-2 draw to Sevilla. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, the 2-2 draw from, against Sevilla where they had a, a prime opportunity to jump over Atletico Madrid, and especially after them not being able to beat Barcelona, um, we thought this was a prime opportunity. But obviously, they they couldn't get it done, and off of a off an own goal, was able to at least keep themselves in the race. But uh, but here we are. So that's so the rumor has it is that Zinedine Zidane went into the locker room after that two two draw and told the guys, "Hey guys, I'm not coming back next year," which. In hindsight, obviously this is a rumor. It's not. It's, it's not like any factual behind it because obviously nobody was there to like really tell you what happened. Um, but it seems like a really poor timing to be, be letting you guys. Hey guys, I'm leaving. Um, kind of. Well, okay. Well, I was looking at. Can I, can I add like a little? I guess you could say like a note on it. Do you think by any chance that it has to, or that it's kind of like um. Do you remember it was all those years ago whenever everybody was insinuated that Ronaldinho was going to leave? And then he actually told, like, apparently each one of the players, you know, secretly and in the locker room and stuff. Everybody was like, they just went out there and played like their hearts out. And at the end of the game, Ronaldinho was like, haha, so I'm not really leaving. I just wanted to test the loyalty and I wanted to test how far we are. We're not just friends, we're, we're, we're brothers. Maybe with him, it's like, Hey, I just wanted to see how y'all would perform if y'all really wanted to play our hearts out because I'm this is going to be my last game or something, my last season. And do do you think it could be something like that? I mean, it, it's possible. It, it could be something like to try to. I mean, that triumphant. Because I mean, think about it. They are literally on the on the cusp of possibly winning the cup if Atletico Madrid fucks up. So, I mean, it, it's a possibility, but it just seems too messed up to be. It it just seems like a really fucked up thing to do to your team, especially because you're the manager, you're the boss. I feel like that can also, it could be like a mood killer. I mean, they're already kind of you know beat up about the whole fact that they couldn't they couldn't beat Sevilla, and uh, you know obviously once again they, they if it wasn't for an own goal they probably would have lost that game. Um, I mean like is then you that's like kind of like just pouring salt onto the wound. So I don't know if that's if that's actually going to be a big morale boost, if you know what I mean. I mean, it could uh-huh. have happened, but um, but there's always been not just from just there's always been rumors speculating that Real Madrid might want because you know one thing we know about Real Madrid, they're uh what what have you done for me now? Not a yeah, not a, what not a like what did you do for me last what, season? Not what it, what no it's a what have you done for me lately? Not a, what have you done is uh, what have you done go. for me lately. And obviously lately, well, they got eliminated from the semifinal Champions League. Even though for some people that probably be like, well, you know, it's not that's not bad. I mean, you didn't get you get knocked out in this in the in the round of sixteen. Um, but or like in well, actually they got completely embarrassed in the couple of the days. So I mean, 
I, I if they had every every reason to point that out, they over it because they lost to a team that that historically has only beat Real Madrid once, and now this that's the second time. It was a third division team too. So I mean, Copa del Rey, you could definitely hang that one on him pretty badly, and, and obviously, <laughs> and then obviously the fact that you know you were in the you're you're in a in a situation where you have to hope for outside factors to lift the La Liga title. Um, I mean, obviously they still got to handle their business. They still got to face their opponent, but obviously you have to hope that an outside factor could come into play when you had a prime opportunity because of that Barcelona and Atletico Madrid draw to go in and head and jump in front of them. And obviously you failed to do so because you know, you couldn't beat Sevilla. Yeah. And I still, I still remember you were pretty pissed off. You were, you were upset. I mean, I think it's just that personally, I know that that was, that was like, you know, where, where, the turning where point. you should have went for the head. Moment. Yeah, that, like, that was the turning point. That was the key factor. That was a key point where everything would have just changed if everything had a different outcome. It, it, honestly, yeah, like that's like the, 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 the Real Madrid DVD moment right there. Like, you know, like it, whenever a team wins a champion, well, not, not here, <laughs> one, not, not, in, not in soccer, but, you know, like in the M- like in NBA, MLB or NFL, whatever the team win a, wins the Super Bowl or anything like that, they make like a whole commemorative DVD. Right, right, right. So right. this was like the DVD moment right here was the turning point for them, which is kind of funny when you're talking about it when there's only like three games left in the season. <laughs> and this is the turning no, point no. for you. I got you. I mean, I understand. Because I like when I say I understand, trust me, I understand, especially with these. But but like <sighs> I said, but like I said, there there was kind of rumors going around the fact that like just just within the Madrid world that you know maybe they were ready to move on from Zinedine Zidane. They understand that this is the man that's responsible for the for the three P. Obviously, last year they won the Liga. Um, you know they they've done some good things in the past, which is crazy to think we're saying in the past when it literally happened last year. Um, but at the end of it all, you know, Real Madrid's all about success, which is kind of funny when we say they say that they speak about success when they've had a really rough stretch of the the past years before the the before like even like think about the the, the three peat. They didn't. I don't think. I think maybe they won La Liga once during the three peat. So, uh, I mean, it's not like they've been doing that great. <laughs> but um, yeah, I know. I know. It's just always. If anything, the Champions League was kind of like a saving grace. Um, I mean, the year they won La Decima, they didn't win La Liga. They did win Copa del Rey, but they didn't win La Liga. Um, but I mean, just kind of. But once again, kind of going back with it, there's always a pressure with Real Madrid that they 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 have they have high expectations, and especially with all the money that they throw in into this club, that they they expect uh, good results, which obviously means championships. And uh, maybe because of that, obviously the pressure was on Zidane. And I mean, that could cause some fatigue. I feel like being a, a manager for some of the top teams in, in Europe, it could, like you can literally have like take a picture of them before they start their, their term as the manager. And as soon as they're done, you can just see how like how it, stressed. It, it's like the, the before and after pictures of like presidents. Oh yeah. How like, stressed like, they are. Like, I mean, they either have, they either like, have Ob- white hair or no hair. <laughs> Bro, Ob- when I saw Obama's before and after, I was like, good God. Like, I was, you didn't know what to say. I was speechless. Like, I mean, I, George, Bush, George Bush was also pretty bad. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, I remember, I remember, uh, Obama was just like, he just looked hopeful. 
Like when he when he won the presidency, he looked so. When he came out of it, when he came out of it, it was like bro. He looked tired. Like he he looked like Donald Glover. Wait, no, Danny Glover saying I'm too I'm too old for this shit. He probably is too old for this shit now. He's like, man, fuck this shit. shit Damn, I did two terms. Expect me to do. But anyways, but yeah, so like obviously when you do, when you take positions like that, there's gonna be a lot of physical and mental fatigue that, which some people feel like could have been the reason why Zidane was thinking of just stepping away, um, which makes sense. I mean, you gotta you also gotta put it this way. Um, do you remember? I mean, you remember Barcelona under Pep was really really damn good, but once you know that hit the down slope and. Everybody basically was like saying, "Oh, Peps doesn't have it anymore," and everything like that. Like that's when he was like, "Okay, so I'm leaving." I'm like, "Bro, like, why?" Like but, that was my reaction. I but was like, why? I mean, I, you know? I, but, I I I agree with you with that one. But Pep Guardiola was just he was a a, a whole different thing. I mean, Zinedine Zidane was very fortunate to have learned under some really good to learn from some really good managers. Obviously, I believe he was part of Jose Mourinho's staff, or was I think he was like with Castilla. During when yeah, he, was, he, was a, he was a yeah he was a Castilla manager. So he was he was you know learning coach, learning through, yeah. learning about the youth system and then obviously when Ancelotti took over, um he was he was an assistant to Ancelotti which I mean if, if there's anybody to learn from, that's the guy to learn from. Because um, mm-hmm. I think Ancelotti is I think he's been one of the best managers in the world. Crazy that I didn't mention him <laughs> and, and when we <laughs> talked about uh but I uh, 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 the boss is definitely a, def- a good manager, but but with Zidane, I think he learned he learned from a really good manager in in, in um in Ancelotti, and so obviously Ancelotti he brought La Decima, he won La Decima. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the manager that won La Decima, and obviously that's where Zidane was. And then Zidane took over Real Madrid, and then obviously won the three Champions League t- the three straight Champions League titles. Um. And I mean, maybe for him that was enough because obviously he did. He did uh, went ahead and stepped down, and um, then Real Madrid had a an interesting set of of managers after that. Um, oh yeah, Lopetegui. Uh, <laughs> I believe Solari was also there. Sorry. Yeah, Solari was there. So, so Suari or Solari? I think it was Solari. Solari because he was from Real Madrid squad a long time ago. So he he took over for a while and then. Like okay, this isn't working, and then they they asked Zidane to come back, and he was like, okay. <laughs> so that's kind of where it went. But obviously, won won La Liga. Um, but yeah, like I said, man, this it could be like just fatigue. And I mean, I feel like he's accomplished enough as is for Real Madrid. So I was fine with him walking away. I thought, you know, hey, you know, take on go go for the next challenger or see what's a, you know, because I mean, let's face it. For Pep, Pep and uh and and Zidane situations, they're kind of going into a really good situation for their first time as a as a top tier manager. You know what I mean? Because you, yeah, you yeah, got yeah. Barcelona, right. you got Barcelona and Real Madrid's resources, obviously money, and and, and you know things can be a little bit easier when you have those resources. Um, but you know maybe he he's looking for a new challenge. And there's also some rumors going around that maybe Juventus is gonna is thinking about getting rid of Pirlo because I guess they were not happy with this season. And I mean, can't blame them. I mean, they, it was a really rough season, but I don't know if it's all Pirlo's fault to be honest with you. But <laughs> Juventus is thinking maybe we go get Zidane. And then and then I think uh, isn't isn't Real Madrid thinking about Pirlo? Like, isn't, are they thinking about swap kind of? 
No. So what Real Madrid is thinking is, well, you're close with the with with a Juventus manager, and that is Allegri. Oh, Allegri is a is a is a manager that they're interested in, and another one which obviously they they've already had success with having a Real a, a legend, a member of of the original Galacticos, uh, come in. Why don't you get the one that really started it all in Raul? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did hear about Raul. So those are those are some rumors going around that maybe that's what Real Madrid is going for. But Zane Zidane has spoken, and he actually said, for a matter of fact, that okay, um, you know that he, for a matter of fact, that he actually has denied the rumors that the rumors aren't true that he did not. Which once again, in hindsight, maybe it wasn't a good idea to be. Telling you guys after after a, a very def, uh, depleting two two draw against Sevilla, like hey guys, I'm leaving. Um, I mean, there there was some you know like obviously people were always trying to move so quickly to get like the, the latest scoop and all that. Um, and so maybe for that reason, at least for me, I just think that there was a little bit far fetched to me. Do I think Zidane may be tired of the of the pressure of of Real Madrid and the press and La Marca, you know? Fiorentino Perez always being an idiot, and then obviously this whole Super League shit also ha- happened in Real Madrid. As far as I know, still still part of it. Maybe he's just he, this was just a bit exhausting. Obviously, last year was exhausting as it was as well because of the whole pandemic, and then having to like start the se- start the season, you know, trying to get the season going after the whole pandemic stuff. Uh, stuff. So I mean, yeah. like. So I mean, for me, for me, all, all that I mean, Zidane kind of like I said, straight up, just he did not, at least as far as I think he denied the rumor of the of him telling the locker room. I think that maybe part of him, maybe he's contemplating whether he wants to stay with Real Madrid. I believe he's still contracted till next year, but I mean, you know, managers that doesn't necessarily that that contract doesn't necessarily really matter that much. Yeah, exactly. For for managers, it's kind of like a. I don't think you get. Find as heavy as you would if you're a player, and I mean, mind you, he was a very successful player, so I'm pretty sure he's he's well off. Like in, in all his past investments, and then like he was a World Cup winner, um, he was Champions League winner more than like with Real Madrid. He was uh, a league winner, so he was one of those. He was the original one of the original Galacticos. So I think he's he's well said. Even if they say, okay, we're gonna find you this much, you'll be like, okay, like it's fine. Like I'm pretty sure he'll be good as long. I think as long as he's happy and he feels like he can actually work with the team right now. He, like you said, he may be teetering. Like he may be like he may be feeling it. Like you said, but because of all the all the fans and the the media just talking so much shit, and it, it does get to you. I mean, even like back then, Pep's even said it himself, like. Everybody was speculating for me to basically win first place and for me to win every single game when it's it's possible. He's like, but there's times that just the luck of the draw, something happens where you get scored on and then another goal and then you only score one and then all the shots you take, you know, they don't go in because the players, maybe they're in too much in over their head. Maybe they're thinking too hard. So at that point, you know, you're trying to help them. By motivating them as a manager, and I think that's where Zidane is also at, where he's he's trying to motivate them. He's trying to play everybody. He's trying to make sure that everybody's playing there 100. But it, it gets to that point, man. I mean, 
Chappelle, I can I can agree where he's coming from, honestly. If he decides to leave and he says that that's the reason, you know? But yeah, so there we go. Um, we'll see what happens. I think, I do think mm-hmm. that, I I personally do know, for uh, do believe that if, if Real Madrid doesn't win La Liga, which honestly is, is very realistic that they won't, um, Stop doing your magic voodoo thing. No, this is saying the wrong shut thing. the fu- shut up, man. This is not this is not one of those. I'm, I'm honestly, if 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 Real Madrid doesn't win La Liga, I think Zinedine's done. If he doesn't leave on his terms, he'll Real Madrid will let go of him. And, and mm-hmm. I think it's just once again it's Real Madrid with their with their oh you didn't win this year so get out like you couldn't win as a Champions League you couldn't win as a Copa you got embarrassed by once again you got embarrassed by a third division team in Copa del Rey. Um, you know, you, you you couldn't you couldn't score a goal against Chelsea. Uh, you know, you, you're you're gonna hear it, and I think uh, if you, they don't win La Liga, um, I think I think we could also see we can also be seeing Zinedine Zidane leaving, um, and it probably won't be because of his choosing. So, so um, there there there's my thoughts on that. But I do like Zinedine Zidane. I think he's been a great manager for for Real Madrid. Um, he's a he's a legend in Real, in Real Madrid. Um, oh, yeah. but, but even I know for sure, like I mean, this guy needs to go and 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 take on a bigger challenge, whether that's Juventus or EPL or or Ligue Like I, I don't know, but I I think he he needs to go somewhere and and really really truly assess himself to see that you know it wasn't because of Real Madrid that he got so much success. Right, right. I mean, and that's the thing too, like. I think he, he can make it big in another club. Like I, I do think with the right players and the, I mean his mentality, the way that he is, I think he's he's the player's coach. But he's also he has a lot of respect all around the world. So anywhere he goes, I think he would be a success. I agree. All right, this is actually going to be all these headlines are actually going to be all all rumors and speculations, but. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, we'll keep an eye on it, man. We'll keep an eye on it. But, but like I said, all, all these headlines are speculations. But here's another one. And and speaking of someone that was managed by Zinedine Zidane, Cristiano Ronaldo, not necessarily specifically Cristiano Ronaldo. It's actually his mother. Um, she has stated that she wants Cristiano Ronaldo to play in Sporting Lisbon next year. Oh, wow. So, yes. so for those who don't know, Sporting Lisbon is is where Cristiano Ronaldo began his playing career before going to Manchester United Manchester. and Real Madrid and obviously now Juventus. Before he became the Euro winning uh, Portuguese man, um, he played in Sporting Lisbon. And, and to be honest, like as, as to give you guys an idea of what Sporting Lisbon is, it, it it's it's honestly one of the bigger clubs in Portugal. They kind of went down a run a few for a few years at but this year they did win for the first time ever in, in, in since I believe 19 years um they won the Portuguese league um very big for them um you know like I said they they've been rebuilding and and you know the process finally worked out for them especially cuz there's one thing you know about the Portuguese league they lose players very quickly if you have a young promising player in Portugal you better Keep that uh, keep that player a secret for as long as you can because there is going to be a team in Europe that's going to take them. And I'm yeah. sure that that's going to happen this morning, especially after having so much success. Some of these guys will be gone. Um, but 
I'm, I'm just going to point this out. Cristiano Ronaldo is contracted till 20, 2022. I mean, if, if, if Juventus was smart, either they tried to extend the man or try to get something for him before he can walk out of his contract. Yeah. Um, um, and Cristiano Ronaldo, I'm sure if there's one person he's going to listen to, at least he should listen to, it's probably his mother. <laughs> And his yeah. mother is still a strong sporting fan. Um, as a matter of fact, they had a big post of her celebrating sporting's uh, triumph. And that's when I guess someone like asked her on social media, like, hey, can you bring Cristiano Ronaldo back to sporting? And she was like, oh, it's going to happen. Ooh. Now, kind of similar with, Zidane, with the Zidane rumor. Obviously, eventually Zidane was able to come in and deny the rumors. Um, not necessarily Cristiano Ronaldo, but according to his agent, Cristiano Ronaldo has no plans in leaving Juventus. Hmm. But let's face it, we've heard a bunch of rumors. Even the the room the PSG rumors are getting a little bit stronger. Um, and that's not necessarily that can't be just people just trying to speculate on that one. There's there's gotta be a reason why the rumors are going pretty strong. Um, and then obviously you have Neymar stating that he wants to finally play with Ronaldo. He's play, he said he's played with so many legends of the game, and and all that's missing is Cristiano Ronaldo. Yep, that's a that's a weird hint. But uh, but Edward, I want I want to not talk about that. I want to because obviously we've heard you talk plenty of the super team, so yep. <laughs> we don't need to hear more about that. <laughs> could could this actually happen? Could Ronaldo eventually return to Sporting? Or do you see well, I mean, another? Or do you see another move that makes more sense? Well, okay. I mean, you already know. There's to me, there's three moves. One, okay. Let me rephrase myself. Uh, actually, no. There's three moves. One, you already know, super team PSG, and uh, they have money for him, and they are willing to pay for it. Two, the MLS, because you know it's already getting to that point where. Basically, he feels like, of course, he's still got a lot to offer, but, you know, he might want to take it, you know, I guess you could say, quote, unquote, easy and do what basically Pirlo, David Villa, Steven Gerrard, David Beckham, like all of them did, came over, you know, and they did a lot. Slatan Ibrahimovic, same thing, like he did a lot. Um, or third, you know, he could actually go back home. And I think that that was like his main goal for a while. Is to go back home to Portugal um, after, like you know, to retire. Once he retires, he would, he would like to go back to Madeira. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's where he's originally from. Um, but he, um, my question on this is: uh, Would he charge? Would he charges? Let's say if he goes to a major club like Manchester United or Juventus, Real Madrid. Like, would he charge that much to play for Sporting? Because, I mean, mind you, Sporting is a good club, but they're not one of those clubs that's like, okay, we're going to go and win Champions League kind of clubs. At least if they qualify, they are like, okay, cool. We are up here. We can show what we have. You know, they're not the ones that you expect to see, like, it's in the semifinals or in the quarterfinals or even in the, in the final, more than likely. So... There's also a question like, what would Cristiano Ronaldo do for sporting in that sense of like, hey, you know what? Let me go ahead and get this wage instead of getting paid. 
you know, this much money. And then, because at that point, if, if Sporting Lipson, let's say, let's say Sporting Lipson does offer money to Juventus, I don't think it's going to be whatever Juventus paid for it. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, if, a, if they were, I think that there's gonna, it's going to involve some player swaps. Play, uh, player, sure. Players swaps, to be okay, more specific. Okay. But, um, yeah, but, no, no, I mean, for sure, I think Lisbon, I think if, if Lisbon were to realistically happen, I think it would only make sense if Ronaldo was to complete his final year at, at Turin and then go play for Sporting. And let him walk out, yeah. And, and I mean, you you mentioned the MLS um, and, and PSG, obviously. Um, the MLS, and I mean, Ronaldo has stated, I don't know, because I remember when Real Madrid was doing a tour, in the, uh, their U.S. tour, um, in LA, and when they interviewed him about the possibility of going to the MLS, and he said that he would definitely want to come to the MLS, um, because he thinks that the MLS is what the MLS is doing is he wants to be able to be a part of that growth with the MLS. Um, right, right. But you know, there, if there's one more, one more team that I don't think you mentioned, and and that's a team that has come out a little bit, has been coming out a little bit lately, and, and that is Manchester United. I think Manchester United has been, it's been. I feel like the club's goal was to eventually bring back their golden boy, um, the man that was really part of some of the most successful periods. For I'm not saying that you know they, they didn't have any success elsewhere or anything like that, but I mean, I just think that you know, you know, eventually Manchester United wants to have their have their legend come back. And, and, and go one more one more run with them before he hangs it up. And, and more and more, like especially the way Manchester United have, has been looking lately, it, maybe they would want to want to have success again. Maybe this time, having their former legend come in and and win it as a as a captain. Hmm. So you would think they would make him captain, like off the bat. I mean, why wouldn't you? True. 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 Um, I mean, I I understand the the slap to the face to to McGuire, but I mean, I think even McGuire would would have no problem putting uh, giving up the armband to Ronaldo, especially because it's Ronaldo. It's not like some guy that just it's not. I mean, even like if let's say Ronaldo does go to the MLS, like like it doesn't even matter which club which club he goes to in the MLS, he's going to be the captain. And, and the reason why is just because he holds that respect. He that's that's you. Everyone knows who Cristiano Ronaldo is. Nobody knows who Harry Maguire is. No offense to Harry Maguire, <laughs> but let, let's be honest, right? Yeah, you know, you. Cristiano Ronaldo. That's it's not, you don't say that name because of uh, because he, you know, I mean, yeah, he looks good, but I mean, he's an amazing player. He's earned that respect. <laughs> he's, he's he earns that respect because of him being one of the top players in the world. He's argued to be one of the goat. The, you know he's in the goat conversation. Even though I do believe Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi are both goats, um, and it's gonna suck when those guys hang it up. But he's one of the greatest to have ever stepped on the field. Um, yeah. And, and I think that you know, I think wherever he goes, it doesn't even to be honest, if, whether it's Sporting, okay, PSG may be a little bit different, but but um, Sporting, if he goes to a former club, if he returns to a former club or goes to the MLS. I feel like the captain's armband is waiting for him. Well, I mean, okay, let's put it this way. I think if he decides to go 
to the MLS, yes, I do believe the armband will be waiting for him. But if he decides to go to, um, if he decides to go anywhere else, it would be hard to just okay. Here we're gonna give you this armband. Boom. Like just okay. Here's it. Here's it. Yeah. That's just me. That's just my opinion. I know. I, I know. I know where you're coming from. But once again, if he goes to a, go back, goes back to his former club, it, it, even Ramos. Okay, Ramos, well, it depends if Sergio Ramos comes back to Ramos if, if they keep Ramos. But like, even if Ronaldo goes to Real Madrid, I can see him where the captains are in Real Madrid. I can see him where the captains are in Manchester United. I can see him where the captains are in for Sporting. And the reason why is because I feel like he's earned that respect and that right to be the captain of those clubs. Obviously, you know he's not gonna. He's probably going to be reluctant about doing it because obviously he's like, I haven't been here in forever. Like, this isn't my club. But then the guys are going to be like, no, 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 you're, you, you know, you earn it. You deserve it. You're a legend. Yeah, and like, and even, then, and then, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Cavani gives up the number seven for Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah. And once again, it's because that he's Cristiano Ronaldo. That's like, that's like if wherever Messi goes, I'm sure no everyone will have no problem giving up the number ten for him because that's Lionel, that's, Lionel, that's Lionel Messi. Yeah. And so I mean, yeah. there's only a few players that you can give that respect to automatically. Very few players that you can give that to. Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi are two of those players. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you there. I agree. You, you you bent my you bent my arm backwards. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So we'll definitely see what happens with Cristiano Ronaldo. I think it's going to be a very interesting story of what he chooses to do because it's going to be massive. Um, if it's a return to Old Trafford, if it's a return to to Sporting, if it's a return to Real Madrid, uh, if it's if it's the move to go to the Super Team <laughs> in PSG, it. If he goes or to the MLS, be, I mean, yeah. it's going to be really crazy to see what happens because, uh, you know, we're talking about Messi watch, but now we're like, well, Ronaldo watch. And it would be definitely crazy to think that the, the idea of Ronaldo and Messi teaming up for one last yeah. ride. Yeah. And, and I mean, because that joked about because that, that will destroy the internet. Yeah. Damn. That would be awesome. But yeah, speaking of MLS though, Edward, Luis Suarez is 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 talking about going to the MLS. What? That's correct. He wants to play in America to extend his career. Oh. It's the worst thing I that's that's the sentence I hate hearing from players, man. Like, like don't say that because like. I get it. I get it. The MLS, the retirement. I mean, I feel like the MLS has done a pretty good job lately of moving away from that from that moniker. Um, obviously, having, like these young kids. And stuff. You're seeing some young players, kind of. You know, you have a, a Gianluca Busio. You're, you're having. You have a Paxton Pomacall. You have a Tanner Tesman. You have a Julian Harajo. You have. You have a George Bello. You have a Daryl DK. Like you know, you're you're seeing some. Some you know some some homegrown talent coming out of some of these MLS teams, and, and you know they're getting younger. I I, I I like seeing that, but I get it. 
what the, the appeal can mean when you bring a player, a proven winner, into oh, yeah. your club. And Luis Suarez, he's a proven winner. Obviously, he's got the Champions League titles. He's got La Liga titles. He's possibly got another La Liga title to, to that resume. Um, <laughs> With a different team, so it goes to show you. In his, first, in his first year. His oh, first God, year with yeah, a new dude, team. His first year with the new team. Um, you know, like he he has he has a he's he's a sexy signing. You know, you, you heard us a few uh, when when uh, Gonzalo Iguain was going to make the move to the MLS, and how me and Edward were kind of like, eh, it's not really like us. It's a, I mean, it's not a bad signing, but it's not, it's not sexy because I mean, not no one really, not many people know who Gonzalo Iguain is, but yeah. people know who Luis for, and I mean. It, it, it doesn't even have to be about his playing, just the whole biting thing that he's known for. The whole no biting fun. thing, like, the whole... He, he's the just, whole oh, or the handball at the World Cup where, he, where they shot yeah, him through his No, I, I agree with you with that one, but I'm, I'm sure people more more know of more of the biting because it's happened way too many times. <laughs> if, you, if you guys remember him for the biting, uh, go ahead. And I'm just going <laughs> to say, it's one thing if it happened once. It's a whole other thing when it happened twice. Like... Like, I mean, wasn't it against Chiellini? Was it against Chiellini? Chiellini was one of them. I forgot who was the other player. I know it was from his Liverpool days. I just just remember who. And then Chiellini, I believe, was during the World Cup. Yeah, it was. Oh, no, no. It can't be the World Cup because Italy didn't qualify. No, they did. It was 2014. Yeah. 2014, yeah. So, yeah. So, there's a thing about Suarez and fighting. (laughs) I don't know what it is, man. But he, yeah. must been, he must have been a horrible kid. Like, you didn't give him anything he wanted. He must have bit the crap out of you. But anyways, so all this talk started happening when actually crazy enough was Luis Suarez actually thought he would retire in Barcelona. Um, he was happy in Barcelona. He obviously he has a great, uh, great relationship with, with Leona Messi. He really thought that this would be the place where he would, you know, end his, end career, his career and his career. And, and uh, obviously, we know that did not happen. Uh, <laughs> not so much on his part. It was more so on on uh, Barcelona's part. <laughs> yeah. um, to the point where they exiled him from the club and uh, made it a very, very ugly breakup. So Yeah, it was really bad. But was, obviously, was... the fact is that I, I, you know, we're starting to see Suarez kind of slowing down. Not necessarily the same player that he was when he first came into La Liga or right. came into the EPL to begin with. But um, you know, like he's 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 not the same Luis Suarez. But I mean, can he play in the MLS? I think so. I, I know he can. I, I know for sure he can go and kill it in the MLS. Um, but my question for you is, could this could this move to the MLS benefit Suarez and the MLS, or is only going to really benefit one? I think it would benefit both. I really think so because the fact is, it's it's Luis Suarez. Like he, there's there's people that I know that actually like how Suarez is and how he plays. So I know for a fact that we tell them, hey, you know, did you guys hear that his first game here in Houston against uh, the Dynamo? Let's say if he joins LA Galaxy or LAFC or any big name team, hell, he could even join Dynamo for all we know. But let's say a man can dream, right? Let's say his first match is against Dynamo or at the Dynamo, you know. Dude, I'm pretty sure the tickets will sell out, like, just to watch him. Just to watch him score. 
you know? Oh, no, yeah, I completely agree. I think, once again, this this is a sexy signing. That this, is, yeah, it's a very attractive like, signing, dude. Like, the, the, only thing that can, the only thing that can top Suarez is obviously Messi and, and Ronaldo. So, so Suarez, yeah. I think, would be a huge addition um, wherever... Okay, not wherever he goes. I mean, you know, he's got to fit with a certain team's format. But I think majority of these, he can instantly improve a lot of these MLS teams. Whether that's yeah. uh, the clubs that realistically could probably get him. I mean, we've seen Inter Miami willing to to break some rules in order to get some get some get some players <laughs> contracted. So we know that that's a possibility. You know, you have. Atlanta United that could be very enticing if depending what they do with the whole with, with Joseph Martinez. So I would hope they would keep Joseph Martinez, maybe a partnership with Suarez and Joseph Martinez, which that would be very unfair. Very that unfair. Deadly. That would be so unfair. Um and then obviously you have Every- LAFC, maybe they're the you know, Chicharito's killing them a little too badly. You know, you want to give Vela give Vela some big time help. And I think Suarez could be Suarez in that black. In that LAFC black, I can see it. <laughs> I can see it in that black jersey. How about how about, how about in the orange? You know, yeah, let's be more realistic. <laughs> oh, come on. Maybe Matthew McConaughey goes out there and get <laughs> Matthew like, McConaughey. Oh, go, go get. Hey, man. Honestly, at this point, your selling point is Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> yeah, right. Bro, like, I mean, you, you know these af- these players have watched a Matthew McConaughey movie. <laughs> Oh yeah, more than like more than likely they watch like um what is it um what's one that they would watch like what's what what's one oh they probably you know what they probably watched um what's the one that he won a, an award for that he was like uh like a drug runner or something or hell they could probably even watch Wolf of Wall a drug, he was in it. a drug runner yeah I can't remember the name of it or maybe I'm thinking it wrong. I mean, I mean, he was in Dallas Buyers Club, and I know that one. Oh. That one got a lot of notoriety. What about? Uh, oh, well, maybe Magic Mike. <laughs> if if Luis Suarez is watching Magic Mike, <laughs> I'm just saying he probably watched it because his wife was like, "Ooh, let's watch it. it looks nice." Can he just, like, can he just be a fan of man? These guys speak English, you know. You know, we'll That's what I'm saying. Well, not messy, but, no. <laughs> but anyways, but yeah. So I think I I I know for sure Suarez could one. It could benefit Suarez because obviously it does extend his career. Uh, as much mm-hmm. as I don't want to say that, but it does. Um, I think I think uh, the MLS is going to get a lot of publicity if they could get Suarez because I mean he's a big name. He's a big player. He's a star. He's going to get attention wherever he goes. Jerseys are going to be selling out. Like crazy, wherever he goes, kind of similar to with Ozil. If if he if Ozil does end up going to DC United, um, I don't know if that's still going. I, I don't know if he's he's just gonna stay with Fernandez, and that could be more realistic than yeah than him going to DC United. But that is he's he's just a player that I think is gonna be bad. It's gonna be big for him. There's gonna be so many people going to to either wherever he goes to play for go to those home games or wherever he ends up going when he's on the road. Those games are also going to be massive sellouts because of Luis Suarez, and I, I yeah, it's it's going to be a good move for both parties. I think that uh, both will benefit yeah. from from Suarez uh, going course. to the MLS. And, then, and the thing is, and the thing is, I think the club wherever he ends up, I mean, 
you got Luis Suarez fans like you know he they they like they know that he's a killer when it comes to being in front of goal. So you're gonna see a lot of people trying to buy those tickets behind the goal or a lot of season season tickets for that behind the goal kind of stuff. Well, I didn't even think you know? about it. I didn't even think about this team. Um, the Seattle Sounders. I mean, they do have Ladero. They do have Nicholas Ladero, who is a Uruguayan. So you have a little Uruguayan connection there. There's a, there's some clubs that could definitely benefit from from having about, a Luis Suarez. Well, okay, what about oh? But remember, remember. Actually, now that you mention it, um, isn't Diego Fagundes a Uruguayan también? And American Uruguayan. Yeah. American Uruguayan, but yeah. That'd be pretty cool to watch them both play. I like how you how he named the only player you know in the MLS, but okay. <laughs> right. I mean, we already mentioned Austin FC with Matthew McConaughey. You, you, went, yeah. you went down that rabbit hole a little too deeply on that one. <laughs> but, <laughs> but here we are. But anyways, so it's going to be... So not only do we have Messi watch, but now we also have Cristiano Ronaldo watch, and now we're going to have Suarez watch. We um, have a Suarez MLS watch. This offseason is going to be very interesting. Just, yeah, because we don't know and, what's going to happen. And, and, and we're almost at the end, man. So... All right, Edward, it is debate time. Now, for those of you, as we're, as we're speaking about this right now, obviously, if you're listening to this on Unhinged, once, oh, well, first, if you're listening to us from Unhinged, hi. But secondly, <laughs> um, hello, how are you? <laughs> well, thanks for listening on Unhinged. <laughs> but um, but we'll, we'll be dropping this immediate, as soon as we start talking about this topic. It's going to be available on Twitter and Instagram and also our Facebook as well. I don't, we, we don't really promote Facebook that much. Uh, but Instagram and Twitter at InstaNameFC. Um, we will drop the, uh, we'll, we'll drop a graphic on this debate topic. So if you guys want to go ahead and throw in your two cents on the issue, by all means, go for it. And also in that, in that area, you can also share a debate topic that you want us to speak on in a future episode. Yeah. And we'll even give you a shout out in that episode, even as crazy as your username is going to be, we'll give you a shout out. So make sure you guys, uh, if you want us to, take, if you want us to give us a, a shout out and you want us to say your username or we can even say your full name. I don't know. But once again, it's at insert name FC on Instagram and Twitter. So that's where you'll see the post. All right, Edward. So the debate topic is, is the criticism that Daniel Armady's receiving right? Or justified. Like, yeah, I was about to say, I was like, justified. Um, well, okay. First, let's explain, you know, to our listeners. Uh, they could be like me. Like, I was like, what? I was kind of lost. You know who that was? All right. So, so Daniel Armity is a player from Ghana. And he has played for Leicester City since 2016. Um, he this season he's only made 17 appearances, scoring one goal, and has received two yellow cards. <laughs> I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of background on on Daniel Armity. Um, right, so in the FA Cup in the FA Cup final, which he did not play in, he was actually on the bench. Um, did not ever that was never summoned in the game. Also, probably should be uh, important to let you guys know that he is a center back. And probably very important that you guys know about that know that about him. He is a center back. But anyways, if you guys don't know, Leicester City has won 
the FA Cup. We'll actually talk about that a little bit later. Um, but they won the FA Cup, and obviously, what you do is you celebrate, right? You, you lift the trophy. Yeah. You probably chug a beer out of the trophy. Um, <laughs> I mean, I would do that. Um, I, I like you know, are grown up, so I. Uh, those are not beers to chug. Those what? Are not, those are not chugging beers. What? I mean, I'll chug it, but I mean, th- those those are not chugging beers. Beers you chug are like Natty Light or, or <laughs> those are chugging beers. <laughs> but anyway, really? yeah, I don't know the difference. Anyways, <laughs> anyway, and I, I'm sure like it's it's England, so you, they're probably like Heineken. But anyways. Um, so, you know, they're celebrating in the locker room, you know, they're out there dancing and Daniel Armady. Now, before we get to that part, have to kind of mention this. So before each, especially like when you go into like championships or like big tournaments, like the world cup or champions league, the captains will walk into the field holding a pennant or a flag. Of, yeah, it, it, of the club. It looks like a little flag. Yeah, yeah. Of the club. And when they go to do the coin toss, because many people don't know this, there's a coin toss in soccer. <laughs> you go When you go meet the, the referees and you do the coin toss, you exchange the pennants with the other team's captain. So just a little tradition. Do, do I really know what they do with those pennants? Not really. I mean, maybe they give it to the equipment staff so they can hang it or something. I don't know. Um, to show, hey, look, look at all these teams we played against. But um, I really don't know much, much else from that. But anyways, so they're in the locker room. Kind of fat. Now forward back to Daniel Armady. So Daniel Armady is there dancing. He sees the, the, the Chelsea's pendant. And he grabs it and then throws it away. And now the video from it was actually an Instagram live. So obviously a lot of people were just witnessed this and viewed it as disrespectful and, you know, insulting to the game and to the point where some people were just like, why is he, why is he all, why is he doing that? He, he, he didn't even play in the game. Yeah. And once again, to, to mention it once again, Danny Armady, um, this season has only played 17 matches, um, 12 from the premier league, two from the Europa League, two from FA Cup, and one in, in the English Football League Cup. So it's kind of like uh, half season, here and there kind of stuff. He basically, played, he basically played half a season combined. That's not, not really half a season like English Premier League, but like all his games combined are essentially half a season. Yeah. And most of, some of them he came off the bench, so that could be even stretched out a little bit. A little yeah, bit. so I'm pretty sure if we make the math, if we do the math and time it and like with time, I'm pretty sure he's gonna be he's gonna be short, like those half season games. He's gonna be maybe like I don't know, maybe close to a quarter, maybe close. But, to but a that's half, not the um, but that's that's not the point, Edward. Yeah. Do you think it's wrong what he did? Do you if it was like a player that played? Do you think that that that, that justifies it anyway? Or do you think in general the act was just disrespectful? Like, I think the act was like, disrespectful. Okay, the act. Okay. Uh, I, I think I think so because I mean, for one, you know, we got a team who you know, it, okay. First of all, it's Chelsea. 
it's a big team. And I would honestly love to have that. Even if I was not winning team, even if my team won the cup, you know, uh, it's, it's kind of I like, do believe uh, those pennants also say like FA Cup and even has a date on it. Like yeah. when that match was played. So honestly, it could be quite the collector's item. I mean, yeah, probably, I, I think now it's become even bigger of a collector's item just because of like the, the controversy that's following it. But, but yeah. Oh yeah. So I mean, well, I mean, even even if it's not like a collector's item, I, out of respect, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Like that's just me. I wouldn't do that. It's um, it's tradition. It's like kind of like um that fair play kind of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't want to be in a team that you know. Let's say. Let's say it's just like you kind of take it into your into consideration yourself. Do you think a Chelsea player would have actually just thrown it across the room or thrown it on the floor? And you know, honestly, just, I, just I like don't. That. I don't think anybody would have paid it much attention to it. Like I think. I honestly think Daniel Armady. He did it because he knew it was going to be. I think he thought it was going to be funny. Um, and I think he also didn't realize that like it was it was on Instagram Live, um, which one? When if you see someone with their phone out, it's probably safe to assume that he's either like posting something on his Instagram or Snapchat. If that's if Snapchat's still a thing, um, you know, like they're gonna drop something on social media. And I mean, maybe oh, yeah. he th- maybe he thought it was gonna be funny and didn't receive didn't think that he was gonna get receive the criticism that he got, but. No, I just overall the act was disrespectful. Um, I think one, he kind of like now had people, you know, yeah, not only had people criticizing your act, but then ended up kind of like downplaying you a little bit more because of the fact that you hardly played this year. Um, yeah, and I mean, this guy's been with with Leicester City since back in January, like January twenty sixteen. He's been with the club since then, so he, yeah, I, I do believe that that also counts for. Actually, I don't think he was part of the the FA Cup run, not, not the the English Premier League Cup run. Well, okay. So my thing is just like um, I just I just think it's disrespectful. But but there's also another thing. There's a there's also a question. This is my question. If he was a bigger name player and he did that, do you think he would have gotten more criticism for it or just? Oh, you bet. You would have heard it from everywhere. Because now, so now it's now, well, okay, we'll just, if Jamie Vardy had done it, you know, like, yeah, oh, you know, like he just tarnished his name. You know, you, you remember the story of, of Jamie Vardy, of him working in the factories and, and, and you know, all this stuff. And then obviously, like being humble and stuff. And, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No, like if, if it was a bigger player, a bigger name player. Yeah, for sure. Even if it was a young and up and coming player like Fofana. Like, oh yeah, no. Like that would that would also hurt his reputation, but the fact that you have a guy that didn't even play in the final, hardly played, hardly plays yeah, to begin he, with. He's getting he's getting criticized for the fact that he didn't play and he's doing that. Mm-hmm. So I think I yeah no for sure if it was a bigger name player I think the criticism would be much worse. But it I think uh, uh, for this one the criticism is there, but there's also some comedy in it because of the fact that it's like. It's like that guy that like his friends fought, just like fought off these guys, but he did nothing except talk trash. Oh yeah, like well, okay. like you're you're that productive of a person. Like you didn't even do any. Like you literally didn't even throw a punch. Like you, but you're over here calling them soft. 
All right, all right. Like even even so now, like even the people around you are kind of looking at you crazy. All right, all right. So my question is now is you already know I do think that you know he deserves the criticism for doing that because uh I I would consider it pretty important myself. Like, you know, I guess you could say humble origins and such, but maybe he had something different planned out. Like he, he didn't he didn't maybe he didn't think much of it. Maybe he didn't think it was gonna fall like that. Or maybe when he threw it, he thought somebody else was gonna catch it. Maybe somebody did catch I don't know. He was like, the only one in the area. Oh shoot, yeah, never mind. <laughs> You know, I was like, oh shoot! No, it, it, like there was nobody behind him. Like he literally threw the the, the pennant behind him. Ah, oh, crud! So, like I said, I think I think he knew the agenda. He was trying, maybe he thought maybe people were were still mad at Chelsea for the whole Super League thing. That maybe maybe some yeah, people maybe, <laughs> maybe some people were like, yeah, yeah, fuck Chelsea, like. They deserve that. Like, step on that flag if you can't. Like, you know, like maybe that's oh, what you thought. Man. Maybe yeah. that that maybe that he was hoping for. I mean, I did make a little joke. Like, oh my god, like you know, non Super League, Lancaster City just beat you know Super League team. Yeah, Chelsea. But would you have? Would you have like if you had that? No, you no, no. Yeah. I, honestly, I wouldn't even have done anything with the flag. I wouldn't have touched it. I, I one, I don't. This is like for me personally, like. I don't care too much about like it's like one what, this one thing in the game that I really don't care too much about like the whole pennant exchange like I think it's 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 cool and unique just because I don't my big issue is like I just don't know what you do with it afterwards like I don't know what am I, <laughs> like it's like when um to me to me it's like it's like it's like the programs that they give you at at, at games like right, it's right, cool right. to have it like it's cool to have the roster and then like all it, it it's literally like a page of who's playing. And then the rest is just like sponsors and advertisements. And I'm just over here like, what am I supposed to do with this afterwards? Like, I don't want to throw it in the trash and like have the people look at me throw it in the trash because then that looks kind of disrespectful. But then what am I like? It's literally going to come home with me and it's going to sit. It's going to sit on my desk for a while. And eventually, I'm just going to look at it and like, I don't really want this, and I'm going to throw it in the trash anyways. So like, to me, that's how. This is this isn't me trying to compare that to the pen. It's just I just I just don't know what I'm supposed to do with it. Like. Like I'm like, do I do I give it to the manager? Do I do I give it to the club owner? Like, the, what am I supposed to do with this stupid flag thing? Like, like I I would be a horrible captain, by the way. Like, knowing that this is the questions I'm asking, and if I was the captain of a team, wait, well, well, for starters, if I'm a captain of any team, we're already having some issues. But but I'm just saying, like, I just it's one of those things in the games that I just never really thought. I never really thought too much of, and that's the only reason why I'm saying I wouldn't do anything. With, like if I saw the flag and I'm like celebrating that we just, you know, I'm over here twerking and like celebrating that we just won the FA Cup, even though I didn't play a single minute, and I just see the the, the Chelsea pennant, I'm not gonna do anything with it because I really don't care too much about that pennant to begin with. Yeah. Okay. Well. All right. So basically, we both agree that the criticism is correct, but we really wouldn't do anything with the flag. Or with the with the with the pennant, like the act was disrespectful. What the player did was disrespectful, and for that reason, it's justified why he's getting criticized. Okay, so I mean, I agree with the criticism, and I agree why he's getting criticized. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. All right, so if you guys you guys heard our thoughts, you can if you you guys were waiting to see what we were gonna say, maybe because you didn't want to be that asshole that thinks differently. Well. Too bad you still thought differently, but um, 
that, but that's the point. So once again, the the post is the post is now there on Instagram and Twitter at Instagram FC. You'll see it. It's going to be a picture of Daniel Armity, you know. And then there's the question, the debate topic. So go ahead and share us your thoughts on that topic. We're all forward to hear everybody's perspective on it. Maybe you guys think we're wrong. Maybe you guys agree with us. You know, that's what makes this game so beautiful is that everyone has different opinions on it. Um, but yeah. share us your thoughts. Also, if you guys have a debate topic that you guys want us to have in, in a future episode, we'll make sure you guys also drop it there. Or you can send us a personal message on it. Once again, on Instagram and Twitter at insert name FC. Um, you can send it to us and, and we'll, we'll, if we like it, we'll go ahead and feature on a future episode and even give you a shout out as well. So make sure you guys partake in, participate in that because we're trying to definitely grow on Twitter and Instagram as well. So once again, at InstagramFC. So we're going to go ahead and take a break and then we're going to get going with some game recaps. All right, bro. Hector, what was your New Year's resolution? Same one as every year. Read more. Why every year? Well, with school and work, it is simply hard to find time to read. What if instead of reading, you listen to someone read your books for you on Audible? Audible? Audible has a large library of audiobooks that you can listen to at your convenience. I like listening to my audiobooks on my way to work. What if I don't like Audible? You can start a 30-day free trial when you go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash insert name FC podcast. You'll be supporting the insert name FC podcast along with finally getting that New Year's resolution done. Thanks. Now I'm going to start a 30-day free trial. And we are back. Um, so some new things that just came up. So Edward right now, because uh, of the rain, actually has got a blackout over at his house. And um, his mother is also dealing with some medical issues. So for the rest of the show, uh, it will just be me hosting. Um, a little bit different just because it's now just one person instead of two people. So might be a little bit of a quicker wrap up, I guess you could say. But here we go, man. All right, man. So we got games to recap. Edwards game to recap is Juventus beating Inter Milan three to two. Inter Milan had 59% of the possession. Um, I mean, when it comes to games like this, man, 59% of the possession could, it could mean a lot. It could be, I mean, kind of maybe at that point, Juventus is maybe fighting back for some possession. It, it, it's really just, it could be anything, but 59, it's still pretty high. So. Um, for that, so for Inter Milan to at least maintain some possession throughout this game, Juventus ends up out shooting uh, Inter Milan thirteen to eight, um, which I mean makes sense because they they won three to two. But the hero of this game, I mean Cristiano Ronaldo did score a goal, but the real hero of this game was Juan Cuadrado, who ends up scoring in the in in stoppage time in the first half, um, and then scoring a penalty in the 88th minute mark. Um, with this win, it helps out Juventus because it keeps them alive in uh, the Champions League spot, which, I mean, could be not, mean nothing, especially with, with all that's going on with um, what's currently going on with Juventus with the whole Super League uh, ordeal. So, I mean, for all we know, uh, <laughs> they probably qualify for Champions League, and next thing you know, boom, they're not going to be in Champions League anymore. But, I mean, still a big win for Juventus, obviously. For Inter Milan, this doesn't really mean anything to them because the fact is, well, they already are the champions of of Italy. So, but I mean, it's a big win for Juventus. Now, for my game to recap, and it is the FA Cup final. Leicester City, Leicester City, my bad. 
beats Chelsea one to nothing. Uh, Chelsea had 64% of the possession. Chelsea also outshot Lancaster City 13 to six. Um, it was pretty much like look like a game where Chelsea should probably have won, but uh, the only goal that was scored in this game, obviously because they won, like uh, won one to nothing, was from the Belgium Telemans who scores a beautiful outside the box shot in the 63rd minute. Um, there was another goal, but it was actually uh, was was taken away because of being found to be offside through VAR, and it was a pretty close one. It was like a smidge, a smidge off. Like, I mean, it was by a shoulder. Um, <laughs> I mean, some may say that that should be a goal. It, it's pretty hard to tell. I mean, technically, he was offside, so, I mean, I can't really debate much else with it, but I can see where why some Chelsea fans were not happy by that. Um, if you guys want some sort of reference, and, and we'll post it on, on Twitter with an image of, of the offside call, but... As well for American football fans, it uh, goes back to I forgot what football game it was, but it was actually pretty recent where they were trying to figure out if they crossed the first the the first yard marker, and uh, it's, their their cho- their choice was to put an index card in between the ball and the and the first yard marker to see if there was any space in between. I mean, I remember how crazy that was to see that. I, I, I seriously don't remember the game, but I remember that happened. And I mean, if you, if you, if that caused an uproar with fans, can you imagine how this, uh, overturn by VAR, how much that could have caused some, some issues with the Chelsea fans? But obviously after this match, we, we talked about it in, in the, in the previous hour with the whole debate about what happened afterwards at the celebrations, but, the other thing that was kind of beautiful about this moment was obviously, if you guys know a little bit about Leicester City, um, back in 2018 in October, the owner of Leicester City uh, ended up passing away in a helicopter accident, and um, which left uh, Leicester City to his 36-year-old son, um, who, um, you know, a lot of people talk about Leicester. One of the things that they talk about Leicester is that the connection that the ownership has with the manager, the players, and the fans. And, um, it was such a, it was actually a really cool moment to see him come down the field and celebrate with his team, um, and lifting the FA cup and, and even doing the whole celebrations and all that. That's just kind of one of those things that, that you love about, uh, about this. And then of course the fact that, you know, this is what happens when you miss, when you, when you try to build a super league and, and try to exclude clubs like Leicester city, a team that not that long ago one, the English Premier League, one of the biggest underdog stories um, in the English Premier League, and then to kind of have another big moment for them by winning the FA Cup and, and obviously having a lot of meaning with it because of the fact that, you know, almost, you know, almost three years ago, the owner of the club, who, uh, from what I've heard, a lot of positive things from the fans about, um, you know, obviously passed away and, and even had had, uh, had one of the the vinyls that covers the seats um, had a an image of him on on there, and you can see Brendan Rodgers kind of pointing uh, up to up to that to his son to see him. Um, so it was it was just a really beautiful moment for Leicester City. So congratulations to Leicester City for winning the FA Cup final. Um, but yeah, uh, those were the games to recap. So Edward Juventus beat Inter Milan three two, and uh, Leicester City beat 
Chelsea one to nothing. Now, for players of the week, Edward has Allison Becker, um, who is the goalkeeper of Liverpool. This is Edward's first time picking a goalkeeper as his player of the week, but I think it's it's fairly given. So Allison Becker scores the game-winning goal in Liverpool's 2-1 win against West Brom Albion. Uh, it was a very emotional moment, obviously, because one, it keeps Liverpool in contention for a European spot. Um, so definitely want that for them. Um, but two, I mean, Allison has just had just a roller coaster of a season so far with injuries, the passing of his father. Um, it was just a really beautiful moment. It's one of those things, like kind of going back with, with Leicester. Um, it's just one of those beautiful moments about the game. Uh, and it was, it was a great moment. It, obviously, you know, the game winning goal. So, I mean, I think Edward did a really good job at picking Allison to be his player of the week. Uh, my player of the week, it was a little bit tricky, but I think I did a pretty decent job at it. And that is Carlos Baca, who scores a hat trick in VRL's 4 nothing win against Sevilla. Now, Sevilla, they're in the Champions League. They're, they got their spot. There's no, there's no real issues for it. But for Villarreal, who's currently competing to maintain a European, a, a Europa League spot, um, kind of frustrated right now that the club is at least because of the fact that, um, they have the Europa League final coming up and then following immediately after they have to play against Real Madrid, um, in a spot to at least solidify themselves in the Europa League spot. Um, so there's some pressure for Villarreal, but I think having a big win against Sevilla, that could be a big motivation for them to push on uh, and, and finish this week with some big positive results, obviously, because they have the Europa League final. And obviously, they got to go against Real Madrid in an opportunity to maintain the spot that they're in. But yeah, so our players of the week for Edward is Allison Becker, goalkeeper from Liverpool. And my player of the week is Carlos Baca, forward from Villarreal. Um, I think really good players of the week, to be honest. So I completely, once again, um, we'll, we'll end up dropping this on our social media at insert name MC on Instagram and Twitter. So make sure you guys, uh, go ahead and look and check out our posts and maybe give us your player of the week. Cause we would definitely love to see who you think we missed out on or if you guys agree with our guys. So, uh, go ahead and, and interact with us on Instagram and Twitter. Once again, at insert name FC. All right, guys. So we talked about it last week. We're going to talk about it more again because we are on to the semifinals of the Liga MX uh, Clausura playoffs. So here is a quick recap of the quarterfinal matchups. Cruz Azul beat Toluca 4-3. Uh, I, I should probably have said this, but maybe I got a little too ahead of myself when... when um. <laughs> when when Toluca won the first leg two to one, thinking that maybe they had a fair shot at, at having a big push. The thing is with Toluca is that they're a very inconsistent team. They started out really good the beginning of the Clausura and then just kind of fell off. They were they were really hovering around first place, second place. They were in the top four for a while and then just kind of fell off and started losing matches and then won matches and then lost matches and then won matches again um, and things like that. So it was kind of frustrating and. Um, it, you know they ended up losing uh, three to one in the second leg. Cruz Azul ends up advancing the first seed. I mean, Cruz Azul has looked really good this year, so it's not really shocking that that they went ahead and handled their business in the second leg. 
Um, the next game is Puebla beating Atlas one one. They end up Puebla ends up advancing on away goals, which it's not entirely true because uh, clearly if you win one, if you draw one one on aggregate, and they're both away. So this is okay. So now I know now with Liga MX. So they do have the away goal rule, but in the event that it is a draw and there you can't decide between away goals, they just give it to the higher seed. So now I know. Now I know. And so Puebla advances on to the next round. And a really great moment for them because, I mean, like like me and I were sp- spoke about, about Puebla, um, they're a team that not that long ago was relegated. So it's just crazy to see them, you know, making this push. And, you know, kind of maybe this is a team that me and Edward are kind of cheering for now because you want to see you want to see different champions. And I think Puebla is a, definitely a different champion. So uh, congratulations to Puebla for advancing. And then, well, and then, I don't know why I said and then. Santos beating Monterrey 3-2. Um, Santos Laguna. Uh, I mean, they're a pretty solid team. Shout out to Jose, uh, my friend. Um, he's a big Santos Laguna fan, so I'm sure he's pretty excited about seeing them advance. And Pachuca beating America five to five on away goals. This actually did count towards away goals. Um, Pachuca just handled their business, and because of that, <laughs> America's eliminated. And I'm sure a lot of of uh, fans of Liga MX are just happy to see America not going on into this tournament. I'm sure America fans are very salty. And I'm gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm here, I'm gonna tell you right now, I didn't jinx America. I did think jinx America was gonna be a really good team going into this playoffs. So I was actually pretty, pretty determined to believe that, um, that America could do it. And next thing you know, uh, Pachuca, uh, decided to think otherwise. So Pachuca ends up eliminating America to get that final spot in the semifinals. So here is the semifinal, pr- uh, matches. Cruz Azul versus Pachuca. This is going to be a good one. I think Pachuca has like a lot of confidence right now after beating America. And they're going back to Estadio Azteca to take on Cruz Azul. Um, I think this is probably a little bit of a different matchup. Cruz Azul looks really solid defense. Well, okay, I can't really say defensively because, well, I mean, kind of, yeah, they're, they're, they were pretty good defensively this season. Um, and obviously they have some really good, uh, goal scorers up front. So, I mean, this is not necessarily going to be a walk in the park, but then, once again, America is not necessarily a walk in the park either. So, Pachuca might have some confidence going into this matchup, but um, Cruz Azul is definitely not going to be an easy task, uh, to say the least. And then in the second semifinal matchup, you have Puebla versus Santos Laguna. I think this is going to be the best matchup, uh, at least in the semifinal. I mean, Cruz Azul, Pachuca looks like it could be a good one, but I'm really interested to see with Puebla. I have not been following, but I mean, I was shocked to find out that Puebla was the third seed. So that, that goes to show you how much I've been following Liga MX like that. But Puebla has, has, has kind of surprised me. So I'm really intrigued to see what Puebla can do. And Santos Laguna has been a proven team. They've, they've had some good results. They've been able to win games. And, um, you know, clearly there, there's a reason why they're in the semifinal. So I definitely want to see this matchup. I think this matchup is going to be the one to watch between these two games. Um, just from looking at it, I think, unfortunately, I think Cruz Azul is going to beat Pachuca. Might be kind of a boring pick just because they are the higher seed. Some people say that Cruz Azul is a cursed team and maybe, maybe this is the end of it. Maybe Pachuca continues that confidence, but I'm just going to go with Cruz Azul. I, they've looked really solid all year. So I'm going to just keep, give, give credit where credit is due. And for Puebla and Santos Laguna, 
I want to pick Puebla, but I think Santos Laguna. Um, I think they have the experience, and that's something that Puebla just doesn't have. So I'm going to give it to San- Santos Laguna. I think they're going to go ahead and advance to the final of the Liga MX playoffs. So kind of give you guys a reference. By the time you listen to this, um, the second, the first leg is already going to be played. The second leg is going to be played in the weekend. So, but I mean, I hope I still feel the same way after the first legs, but we'll see. But yeah, so there is the Liga MX playoff preview. All right. So game previews. Man, dude, I feel like I'm flying through this stuff just because of the fact that I don't have Edward with me. Um, it, it does turn to be a little bit different when you don't have someone to, to, to banter with, but here we are. All right. The first game is Leicester City, the new FA Cup champions. Leicester City versus Tottenham Hotspur. Last time they met, Leicester won two to nothing. Now, both th- the thing to be interested about this thing, uh, about these this matchup, both teams have scored over sixty goals this season and have also allowed over forty goals. Um, so they're, I guess you could say, are fairly even, equally matched. Leicester is looking to maintain their spot. Uh, right now in the standings, which is a Champions, Champions League bound. Um, on the other side, you have Tottenham, who's trying to improve their position. I believe right now they're in a Europa League spot, but could easily jump up, I believe. I, you know, you guys can tell me I'm wrong, but can easily jump into a Champions League spot. But I do believe right now they're in a Europa League spot right now. So they would definitely like to improve their their positioning. Um, when it comes to this, probably should have asked who he had for this, but eh, who cares? Um... I would love to pick Leicester City to keep going, um, just because you know they've had such a obviously just came off of FA Cup run and all the you know just like that that beautiful moment that they had after winning the FA Cup um, with the owner. But I think Tottenham ends up winning this game. Um, I, I I don't know. There's just something about me. I, maybe it's maybe I'm just I just I just uh, I just like being boring and I just want to pick the boring picks. But I feel like Tottenham. Is gonna go ahead and and handle their business, but who knows, man? Maybe it's a draw for all I know. But uh, I got Tottenham winning this game. Um, the second matchup is AC Milan versus Atalanta. Last time they met, Atalanta won three to nothing. Now both these teams are competing in the Champions League. But I, honestly, right now the battle, because obviously in Syria, Inter Milan are the champions, so there no one's competing for that first place spot. First place is done. It's taken. But it's now between second and fourth. Those Champions League spots is the battle. And those and the teams that are competing right now is AC Milan, Juventus, Atalanta, and Napoli. Are All four of them are competing to make, to get into one of those three spots. Once again, I pointed out four teams. So four teams, three spots. Obviously, someone's got to be out. And both these teams are competing for that. As of right now, Atalanta has scored 90 goals and have allowed 45 goals. So they've been ha- been going on a tear. Um, AC AC Milan on the other hand have have seventy two goals and have allowed forty one. So they're as far as defensively, they're both probably fairly the same. Attack wise, obviously Atlanta has just been at a whole different level, and that kind of goes back to Zapata and and, and Muriel. But AC Milan is still no one to to brush over. When looking at this match, um, I think they're they're fairly equally matched. It wouldn't shock me if Atlanta wins this game. But something tells me that a, a draw is going to happen. But I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be that guy that picks a draw. So uh, I've already picked draws a few times, but I don't want to be that guy again. And I'm going to go ahead and say AC Milan wins this game. 
they came off of a draw. They just recently had a uh, game this past weekend, and they had a draw. And obviously, they wanted to make sure that they are in that Champions League spot. Um, because if not, I don't know what AC Milan will do. But I know for sure that they want to be in the Champions League. So I think AC Milan is going to come in here and, and come in with a different tune against Atalanta. I think they'll hold Atalanta surprisingly very well defensively. So I got AC Milan winning this game. And this isn't the last game to preview because we got to preview the Europa League final. But Atletico Madrid versus Real Valladolid. This game, well, maybe for some, don't deem it as a, an appealing matchup. But it's a really big one. And especially for our producer, Spencer, because Spencer is an Atletico Madrid fan. And we'll get to why this game means so much. So last time they faced off, Atletico Madrid won two to nothing. So far, the, well, in this season, Raul Valladolid has allowed 51 goals, which makes sense because they are getting relegated. Atletico Madrid has scored 63 goals. So, and obviously they're first place. Now, why is this game so important that we have to highlight even when it's a relegated team versus clearly a team that's competing for winning a championship? Well, it's pretty simple. If Atletico wins this game, they are the 2020-21 La Liga champions. They win La Liga with a win here. If they draw, it gives Real Madrid an opportunity to jump in front of them, um, who they're playing against via Real. And they're kind of in a really, via Real is in a weird situation that if things fall in the way it should for Real Madrid, which let's face it, sometimes that doesn't happen. Like it should be a clear win for Real Madrid, but who knows? But if Atletico Madrid comes out with a win against Real Valladolid, there is nothing Real Madrid can do. Atletico Madrid are officially La Liga champions. So that is a big, big game for them. They, they're going to go all out. I wouldn't imagine. There's not, they, they don't have anything after this. They don't have anything before this. This is all they got to focus on. And I think Atletico Madrid does it, and they're going to go ahead and lift La Liga. Um, it's... Hurts to say, but I mean, it, it, they looked, and, and I mean, even with Atletico Madrid kind of fumbling through the, near the end of the season, in the second half of the season, that, you know, you, you thought maybe Real Madrid or Barcelona can jump over them, but, you know, they continue, they continue to maintain something that they had, whereas Real Madrid and Barcelona, when they were kind of close, they kind of just fumbled it, or they got a little closer, and then they kind of fumbled again. So it was just kind of right now. Everything is lining up perfectly for Atletico Madrid. All they got left to do is just win their last game of the season, and they are officially La Liga champions. This isn't me jinxing them. This isn't anything like that. This is how I firmly believe it. I think Atletico Madrid are going to do it. They're going to take care of business, and they're going to lift La Liga trophy. So hopefully Spencer gets, you know, get as his first year being an Atletico Madrid fan, um, actually has an Atletico Madrid jersey. Um, now we, me and Edward, uh, hooked him up with one, uh, got him one as a gift, uh, like kind of a thank you for all the hard work that Spencer's done for us. And, uh, you know, shoot, his team might be lifting a championship trophy. <laughs> so, uh, hopefully it happens. And uh, I mean, if it does, I mean, as much as I would hate to see the other team of Madrid do it, I mean, I'm happy for Spencer because, you know, Spencer has really gotten into to, to soccer, especially through the podcast. So I, I'm really happy for that. And, and, even if he's an Atletico Madrid fan, I'm just happy that he's getting into the game. So hopefully it happens for him. Um, and I mean, it's exciting. 
uh, winning La Liga or just when it, when your team wins uh, any of the leagues like the EPL, Serie A, any of that stuff, it's exciting for sure. So I hope that Spencer gets to feel that that excitement and joy that me and Edward get whenever our teams did get to win the whole thing. So uh, here's here's to Spencer. But yeah, so like I said, I got Real, I got Atletico Madrid beating Real Valladolid and having them become the 2020-21 La Liga champions. All right, before we you know go into one more ad and then you know wrap things up with a three up three down, we have one more game to preview, and that is the 2021 Europa League final. Now, for people that are wondering, why are we previewing the final when it's when it's literally going to be next week? Well, because by the time we drop episode 38, the Europa League final has already concluded, so it only makes sense that we do it right here, right now, you know, for that, for that reason, that reason only. And of course, if you guys don't know, the final is Manchester United versus Villarreal. Last time these guys faced off, it was a nil-nil draw back in 2005 in the Champions League group stages. This is the, that's the last time these guys faced off. So things have changed, obviously, because you know Villarreal isn't that same team from back then, and Manchester United hasn't really been that same team since then as well. But I mean, Manchester United. Has been looking good. Um, crazy to believe that. But obviously, an old gunner we trust, and that's, that's what I'm going to snack with. But the X factor for Villarreal in this game, going into this game, is Gerard Moreno, who in the Europa League has already scored six goals and three assists. So he's contributed nine for nine goals for uh, Villarreal's run um, to the Europa League final. Um, I think this is a team that no one expected to make it this far. Um, but I mean, they've held their own. They've done a good job, especially on the defensive side, uh, especially Raul Albiol being that leader for the, for that team. And then you got players like Carlos Baca, obviously, uh, Gerard Moreno, you have some guys and then, uh, Real Madrid, Loney, uh, Kubo, and they've looked really good. Um, obviously they want to make a big statement, especially with Unai Emery, who able to get his revenge against Arsenal. Um, but definitely like to see him wrap this season with in a win Europa League trophy at the end. And obviously then they have to focus on what they're going to do against Real Madrid. But I think this is obviously the, what's the priority right now. Um, and I mean, you know, if you, for people that don't know, if you win the Europa League, you do get, you get qualified for the Champions League. So this is a Champions League qualification spot. Um, Villarreal, I think is probably in a position where they wanted more. Manchester United has the Champions League. If they lose, they're still going to be in the Champions League because they are in the Champions League qualifying spot. But, I mean, obviously, if you're in the final, you want to win it. And if Man U is going to do it, they're going to have to do it with their X factor. And that is Bruno Fernandes, who's provided five goals and four assists. So similar to Gerard Moreno, has also been part of nine goals for a Manchester United run here in the Europa League. Manchester United, right now, it's a clear David versus Goliath matchup. Obviously, Manchester United is Goliath. Um, and they just got to handle their business. They, they got the players. They got the experience. They got guys that know how to win these, in, in, in make these deep runs in tournaments. Um, it's, it's just going to be, can they get it all done in a, in a, in the game that means the most? And obviously, once again, is to lift that trophy. For them, it's just to lift the trophy. This is their only chance to get some silverware. And obviously they want to get it. Whereas Sevilla Real, who would love to get that Champions League spot, 
and obviously win a trophy as well. And, and I think this would be something big for the fans in Unai Emery. But when I look at this, for me, who I think is going to win the 2021 Europa League title, I mean, I guess I'm just going to be sticking with boring picks because I think Manchester United is going to win. I they, they they have some really good players on their on their side. Um, anything can happen. I mean, it, someone's got to win. This is a final. There's no draws, nothing like that. So someone's got to win. I just think Manchester United is just on a different level compared to Villarreal. I mean, can Villarreal surprise you? Possibly. But I just don't think they can do it against this Manchester United team. This team looks really good. They were very strong fairs as soon as they got eliminated, as soon as they got pushed into the Europa League. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. But I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think, I'm pretty sure Edward has Manchester United as well since he's a Man U fan. So... I can't wait to see that. Um, I think it's going to be a fun final. It's going to be May 26th. It's going to be the final, so make sure you guys check that game. I think it's going to be a really good one. If, don't sleep on Europa League, man. I mean, I know that it's not Champions League, but it's going to be a good one, and, um, and, and I can't wait to see it. So we're going to go ahead and take a break, and then we're going to go ahead and wrap this show up with three up, three down. Hey, it's Hector. Yo, this is Edward. And we are Insert Name FC. Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer. Catch us on unhingedsn.com. Hello? We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. We will see you there. And we are back. So, alright, three up, three down. So today's topic is... Uh, purchases. So for you guys to kind of get a good idea as to how this is going to go. Purchases, basically, if you if you think of for our three up, is purchases that we thought were good, that were worth the investment. Clearly, we made a good purchase. Our three down are obviously the ones that we regret. We probably shouldn't have done it. It was horrible that we did it. But here we are. So you, just so you guys have a reference um, about about how this goes. Unfortunately, um, obviously, uh, Edward is, you know, we kind of already over, we spoke on it, but Edward is dealing with a blackout currently at his home. So, uh, I didn't get a chance to get his, uh, 303 down. So, but here we are. Uh, so luckily I do have Spencer's. Three up, three down. So it's basically, you guys are gonna hear me and Edwards, me and Spencer's. My bad. Um, but um, whenever we drop this on social media, um, just I'm sure Edward will go ahead and share his his three, uh, at least like his worst purchase and his best purchase, maybe. So be be stay tuned for that. Once again, on Instagram and Twitter at insert name FC. That's where you can see all our all our posts, all our stuff when we are live on Unhinged Sports Network. So just just so you guys know, this is, that's where you can find our stuff. So to start things off, for Spencer's three down, number three, my Springfield Armory XD9 that I bought during the whole push for banning high cap weapons. Um, I mean, if there's one thing you need it, if you don't know about no Spencer, Spencer is from Alabama. He's from the South. People in the South love their guns, um, and he's also obviously uh, served in the Marine Corps with me. Um, so. Yeah, a lot of guys liked having guns uh, from from the, my military time. I knew a lot of guys that just bought 
shit ton of guns for no apparent reason. Um, I did have I did have some guns, but I ended up I think yeah I ended up selling them just because I was like eh I don't really need them. So there is that. But yeah, Springfield Armory XD9. So for those of you who don't know <laughs> what a Springfield XD9. Obviously, it's a weapon. It's a pistol. It's a semi-automatic pistol. So just just so you guys know, uh, some people don't know. But yeah, I guess Spencer kind of wanted to get one just in case when I don't know. But obviously, he clearly regrets that choice. But he bought it anyways. All right, number two, a lot of basic smartwatches that it took forever for me to sell. See, here's the thing with me. I am not okay. I do. I wouldn't say I had a smartwatch. I had this because. Well, before I switched over to iPhone, I did have uh, an Android, uh, Samsung Galaxy, and I ended up getting a Samsung. Uh, I think it was like a Fit Fit Watch, or I, I, basically, essentially, what it was, it was a Fitbit. I couldn't I couldn't text anybody. I I could create pre-text like pre-texted messages. So like, what my usual response was like, "Good morning, how's your day?" Things like that, I could probably do. But I could, but obviously I would have to like have it pre-texted, so I can't like do it. I can't, I can't like send a message to my phone or like talk to my watch and like send a text message like that. So essentially, it was just a Fitbit. Like it was just, that's really all I had to use for. But to be honest, man, I'm just really bad about wearing watches uh, in general. Just not a watch guy. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll get into it one day. Who knows? I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think so. And besides now, like, to be honest, like most of the time, even when I did have that, the smartwatch on me, like I would still check my phone to see the time. So it, it looked pretty stupid when I had like a wristwatch and like, a, you know, like a, even like a basic wristwatch, not even like a smartwatch, but just, uh, just wearing a watch. And then you see me pull out my phone to see what time it is. It's just not a good look, uh, for anybody. And yeah. Um, so I could definitely get why Spencer would regret buying. Uh, smartwatches, especially if it took forever to sell them. So I'm sure some people were pretty particular about how buying used smartwatches. Or at least I don't really know. I'm not really a smartwatch guy. And number one, the one thing I hate that I didn't do is buy a few grand of Dogecoin when it was one sixteenth of a penny. Ooh, man, don't we all? Um, I don't know if any of you guys that listen are are big into those uh, into the what's it called uh, it's not x is it x current so but you know you know like bitcoin and and, and Do obviously dogecoin is, is another thing uh, but you know if you're not into that i do have i did put some money into dogecoin not a lot so it's not gonna it's not gonna blow up or anything or unless all of a sudden i think i threw in like five bucks into dogecoin which is really not gonna really do anything but uh, but yeah, Spencer, I'm sure I'm sure we all regret not jumping in on the on the Dogecoin wagon before, you know, before it, when it was like super cheap. But you know, here we are. You know, it's kind of like how I regret not putting any money on GameStop before it got big. So yeah, man, you got man. Now I'm kind of regretting my decision. But yeah, that's what it is. You know. Sorry, I need a drink. All right. So to reiterate, Spencer's three down is number three, my Springfield Armory XD9 that I bought during the whole push for banning high cap weapons. Number two, a lot of basic smartwatches that it took forever for me to sell. And number one, the one thing I hate that I didn't do is buy 
a few grand of Dogecoin when it was one sixteen of a penny. Sure, Spencer's regretting it right now as we speak. All right, my three down. I'm going to try to say this as loud as possible because I know that it'll activate it, but my Alexa. Yeah, so I bought one. All right, so kind of give you a little bit of a backstory. So it was Christmas, and I remember my sister got me cologne. And I mean, most of the time, like, I don't know why. I don't. So people were like, oh, maybe because they, they're trying to tell you smell, which I don't know how they're going to know because I basically wear cologne every day. So, but, so anyways, everyone gives me cologne, whether it's my birthday, Christmas, graduation, just to give me a gift. Um, I usually get cologne a lot. I have a lot of cologne. Um, I try to rotate my colognes just because I, I, I don't know. I guess I just want to like, I don't know why. Maybe I just... Maybe I think it's weird to like just use one bottle until it's like fully empty. I kind of give myself some options. I don't necessarily. I wouldn't say I'm a cologne guy, but I do like cologne. Like it's it's weird. I don't know how to necessarily describe that, but I am a cologne guy. Now, my sister gave me cologne for Christmas one year, and I mean I was like, oh, is it cool cologne? You know, another thing to add to my collect my my collection that I apparently have. Um, and then my brother gets an Alexa. <laughs> it's funny because every time I say it, like it, it lights up. But my brother got one, and I remember one. My brother didn't know what the hell it was, and, and you know, obviously, I knew what it was. And I remember our brother. I had having to explain to my brother what it was, and my brother was like, "Dang, this seems like a gift that you should be getting." Because I do like technology, um, and I did kind of. I'm not gonna lie. I, I usually am appreciative. I am appreciative of my presence. I did love the cologne, but I thought it was so messed up that, you know, you give me this bottle of cologne and then you give my brother uh, a, a, a Bluetooth speaker that can make your day a lot, a lot functional. So I wasn't necessarily a fan. I know I'm sounding like a terrible person right now saying this, but yeah, I just, I was not happy about that. I was so pissed. But, um, but anyways, I ended up buying one for myself. Because clearly, you know, I, I wasn't expecting anybody to get me one. And then I find out, and this is like, it's been a year now. And I find out that my sister was going to buy me one for my birthday. <laughs> like, I think it was like, I bought it. And so I bought the, I bought it. And I remember um, I was going to take a shower. And I like, uh, uh, I like listening to music while I shower. So I remember, you know, saying, hey, play, you know, play, you know, blank and then she's like wait you have an alexa and i'm like yeah no uh, <laughs> it's funny i keep looking back to see if it turns on um i'm like yeah and she's like what the hell like i was gonna buy you one and i was like oh well i didn't know so now i have two of them um it's it's actually i don't know i guess like if i if i had like a smart home like you know if i well if i had my own house it'd probably be more 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 convenient but like right now it's just i have one in my bedroom and then i have the other one in my bathroom so i mean yeah it, it's not bad but yeah it just it kind of seems stupid now right now like knowing that i bought it when i was going to get it as a gift but once again i didn't know it was going to be i was going to get one as a gift because i felt like i was i was blindsided for christmas a year ago so i didn't expect like a year from that day that i was gonna well not a year from that day but basically a year from then I was going to get one. So she was going to give me one for a gift. 
So I was just kind of like, you know, oh, well, here I am. Uh, number two, uh, my laptop. So I will say on, on my behalf, it was dumb of me to go cheap on a laptop. I don't know why I did it. Um, but so at the, the time that, so at that time, my, the laptop that I had at that moment, um, was getting pretty old, pretty bad, pretty beat up. It was super slow. Couldn't really get anything done with it as far as like schoolwork or anything like that. Like it was super loud when I turned it on. So I just like, I kind of, kind of knew where, where it, it, it has reached its life cycle. Um, so I wanted to buy a new laptop and instead of going to get, a really good laptop for which would probably cost me a lot of money. Um, I ended up just going for whatever was cheap just because I was like, oh, I just need something to for Microsoft Word, things like that. I, I was like, I was literally, I'm just using it for the bare minimum. But the fact that I did go cheap, the, it doesn't take much memory. It doesn't have a CD slot. It didn't, it, it was, <sighs> yeah, I, I couldn't do, I couldn't really do anything much with it uh, besides use Microsoft Word and all that. But like it sucked because it was it was it started getting slow real quick. It was full of me- like memory got full. Um, it was just not a smart purchase on my behalf. Like I I should have. And there's one thing I would say to splurge on a laptop, a desktop. Those are one of those things that you kind of do want to put some money in on it because you gotta you you use that. And I mean like you know I was supposed to use that every day. Uh, eventually I didn't. Um, I'll get to. I'll get to that uh, a little bit later, but as to why I'm not using that as much anymore, but yeah, so my, my laptop for sure. And then my number one is, <sighs> man, this one always hits me. My 2006 Ford F-150. So I was, in, and this is one of those things where I kind of, I kind of like, I wish I know what I did, what I knew. <laughs> If only I knew what I, if only then I knew what I knew now, it's one of those things for sure. So I was in the Marine Corps. Um, at that time I had, I still had my, my car that I had in high school, which was my Chevy Cavalier. Um, and it was a fine car. I mean, it had some issues. I probably, in hindsight, I probably should just taken it to a mechanic and had it taken care of, which probably would have been the cheap, probably could have been the cheaper option. I wouldn't know. I didn't, re- I didn't get someone to look at it before I made the decision that I was going to go ahead and buy a new car. Well, not a new car, but I was going to buy, I was going to get a car. And so, um, I ended up, you know, and, and then the other thing I didn't do, what, what I didn't do is I didn't go and look for other trucks. And th- that was also the other issue because I was looking for a truck. So I wasn't, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm paying steady money at the, in the military, but obviously, you know, depending on your rank, you're only making a certain amount. And I didn't take that into consideration when I bought it. Um, but yeah, so one, I didn't do my research. I didn't go like shop around anything like that. I just bought it. I just bought this 2006 Ford F-150. Um, I should have got one with stock rims. That's the other thing I messed up. And it had, it had 20, 22 inch rims. It had uh, chrome, chrome rims. <sighs> just look at big. Like when I'm saying all this stuff right now, I kind of hate myself more and more that I bought it because it was clearly just not a, a smart decision to buy it. But I did and, and I still got to deal with it from here from, well, not really. I don't deal with it anymore because I do have, uh, I, you know, I, I eventually ended up getting, being able to trade that in for something else. And I'll, and I'll get to that one a little bit later as well. 
but it just, you know, obviously it was gas was pricey on it. Um, it, it just, it was just more of a he- headache than, than it really was like something I got to enjoy. Um, I do one day do want to own a truck and that's, I, I guess that's the Texan in me that wants to own a truck, but it, it was just in, in that current situation at that point in my life, I should have probably just gotten the Cavalier fixed and, and just kept driving that because I wasn't putting any money into it. Um, you know, so I wasn't making any payments for that car. It was just, it was my car. And, uh, in hindsight, I should have probably kept that Cavalier. Um, but you know, so <laughs> there we are. So my three down once again is, is my Alexa, my laptop and my 2006 Ford F-150. Um, so yeah, that is my three down. Spencer's three up is my dirt bike 99 KX 250 Ricky Carmichael set records on it and won championships. So if you guys don't know about Spencer, Spencer is, is a straight out, straight up country boy. He's all about the outdoors and obviously dirt biking is one of his things. I mean, Spencer, Spencer had a lot of stuff, man. Like, I mean, he just, he, like, he, he knew how to fix a lot of things from what I remembered. I mean, it kind of goes back to, you know, the fact that he, when he grew up, his dad would, him and his dad would, would fix cars together. But, um, no, yeah, he's a straight up outdoors. He's from Alabama. Like, just, so it makes, it makes sense that he would say his dirt bike. Um, I wish Edward was here for this one because I'm pretty sure he would he would have loved to hear that because he's more of a, a motorcycle guy. I'm not I'm not so much, but yeah. Um, number two, my four wheel drive Sierra X seventy one. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, Spencer's a country boy. He loves his he loves his vehicles. He loves his trucks. Um, yeah, that is a nice truck, but I'll give it to Spencer. For sure. And number one, my degree in audio technology paid for by way of blood, sweat, and tears. I mean, I can't, I can't disagree with this one on Spencer, man. Like there's nothing more satisfying than getting your college, your, your college degree. Um, you know, it's one of those things that I'm, I'm really, I'm, even I'm proud, proud, very proud of it to accomplish that. Um, would hope I would be, I mean, I guess technically I'm using it right now because, you know, I'm a sports management major. And I mean, I'm doing a sports podcast. So I mean, I guess technically I'm doing my, I'm using my degree, but it, you know, obviously the goal was to work for a professional sports team, which I was able, I was lucky to have worked with the Houston Astros, the Rockets, the Houston Dynamo, uh, Rice University, USA football. So I've gotten some great opportunities while I was like getting my degree. But, uh, but yeah, no, there's, there's nothing more satisfying than, than getting your degree. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely with you on Spencer, with Spencer on that one. So to reiterate his three up, Number three, my dirt bike 99 KX250 Ricky Carmichael set records on it and won championships. My four wheel drive Sierra X71. And number one, my degree in audio technology paid for by way of blood, sweat, and tears. All right. And my three up is number one, my desktop. So kind of how I mentioned about how my laptop was uh was I went cheap on my laptop. Well, I did not go cheap on my desktop. I ended up spending I'm not gonna say how much I spent, but I spent a pretty good amount of money for a good desktop. Um and I use 
I use my computer every single day, obviously with recording the podcast, you know, working on timelines, making the graphics. Um, but obviously not just that, but you know, other stuff as well. Obviously when I was in, in school, I was using it for school, um, as well. So, I mean, this desktop definitely, it, it was a smart investment. Um, I don't, I don't see it as anything negative in any way. I, I think it was a good decision that I bought a desktop. Um, I do feel like a desktop is better than a laptop sometimes. I mean, the laptop, the convenience is that it is portable versus a desktop. You, you can't necessarily lug that around. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, for sure. Uh, my desktop, uh, number two was my trip to Chicago. Um, this is, it's going to sound terrible of me, but so it, this was actually from the rocket, my time at the rockets. Um, we did a, we usually do a secret Santa and, um, one of my secret Santa, my secret Santa, one of my secret, my secret Santa, she ended up getting me a gift card to Southwest Airlines and it, it pushed me to do a trip. Now, initially it was supposed to be a trip with some friends. Um, actually Jose, who I mentioned before on this podcast from that the Santa Laguna fan, um, Jose and then Eric, uh, a Liverpool fan that I mentioned him before as well. Um, for one of the debate topics. So these two. Or, well, the idea was that we were going to go to Chicago to watch the 2019, was it tw- yeah, the 2019 Gold Cup final. That was the plan. And they both bailed out on me, which I'm not, nothing, nothing, uh, nothing ill will on them because I mean, you know, Eric went to, went on a trip to, to LA, which obviously that's pricey. And, uh, Jose, I don't, I don't know what his reason was, but he couldn't go. So I ended up taking a solo trip to Chicago. Um, I flew to Chicago, uh, and, and I, and I loved it. I loved it. I had so much fun in Chicago. Probably would have had more fun if I was, it wasn't just myself, but it was a, it was a good time. I got to do a lot. I got to explore Chicago. It's a beautiful city. I love the architecture. I'm not really an architecture nerd, but I love the architecture. <laughs> um, we, you know, I got to go, I got to go to a, uh, I, I went to two White Sox games. I went to the one for 4th of July where they played against the Detroit Tigers. Um, and then I saw the, the cross, the cross, the cross town series, the cross town rivalry. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry to my Chicago fans. I, I know that, uh, John Rude disputed as a Chicago White Sox fan, but, um, I was watching, yeah, it was the White Sox Cubs series. And I remember going to that to go see that series. And both of them were in the ballpark, the the White Sox ballpark. Um, Guarantee Ray Field. They're both in those games. Um, I did a tour of Wrigley Field. I kind of wish I was there for an actual game, but um, I did a tour of Wrigley. Um, obviously, I went to Soldier Field to go watch the Gold Cup final. And um, I went to to go see the the Chicago Fire play against Atlanta United. So that was pretty cool. I got to. I mean, I did more than just that, but I got to explore. I did the, the things to do in Chicago, went to the bean and all that crap, but it was such a fun trip. I would definitely go to Chicago again. Chicago is a fun city. Um, hopefully next time I'm going with people or maybe I, I go with some of the guys from, from unhinged. I'm sure there's some people that live in Chicago. Uh, maybe, maybe a little bit cheaper if, if maybe I can crash with them or maybe, uh, they can take me around instead of having to Uber everywhere. So. Um, I definitely would love to take a trip with Ch- to Chicago again because it was it was such a fun time. So yeah, number two is my trip to Chicago, and number one, it is my 2006 Chrysler 300. Um, so kind of going back to the tr- the truck that I bought. 
So eventually I did luckily enough had a friend that was a car salesman, car sales, car salesman um that I served with, but he stayed he stayed in town and became a car salesman um on one of the dealerships and he knew how bad that truck was for me and so he wanted to get me out of it and he had me uh swap in my cri- uh, the the truck for my, that Chrysler 300 and at first I was reluctant just because I was like there's no way I can afford that car but he ended up helping me out and you know it, I still drive it today still runs um and, and you know it's paid off so I, I'm definitely grateful for um for my friend to 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 do that for me especially because how bad that car that truck was but um yeah no he he took care of me and and I still still drive to this day um obviously I'm not looking to buy a car anymore just because obviously my car's paid off but uh maybe maybe one day if I'm more financially stable I would love to to either try to get a truck or or the goal would be one day to get a Scion TC but um yeah so I mean it is a car that I still use and I appreciate it and, and it's a nice looking car. Spencer likes to make fun of me for having a, a Chrysler 300 because I told you, like, like I said, like the the guys that I was in when I was in the Marine Corps, um, they they would make jokes about how I was basically black, and driving a Chrysler 300 doesn't necessarily, uh, you know, fight that argument that you're not. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just gonna say it like that. But yeah, so to reiterate, my my uh, my three up is my desktop, my trip to Chicago. And my 2006 Chrysler 300. All right, man. So that's the show. Uh, unfortunately, I wish I was able to wrap this up with Edward, but you know, you know, things happen. Uh, hopefully, his family is safe, and I'm sure they are. Um, but you know, we'll 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 hopefully get to have a, a full episode with Edward for next week. But yeah, so I want to give a shout out to the Unhinged Sports Network. You can follow them on Twitter at Network Unhinged. Make sure you guys check them out on Twitter because they do let you know. What's available right then and there at, on unhingedsn.com. Like I said, it's 24 hours of nonstop podcasting. So you can listen to us, insert name FC, obviously on Fridays at 12 p.m. Uh, Central Time or no, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. My bad. 11 a.m. Central Time. Um, that's our premiere days. Um, but also you can check out the great podcasts they have. Uh, they're available like Far on the Bench, J Dash Show. Uh, high low sports dorm room dispute these guys are very creative very fun they're very informative so i definitely would recommend you guys check out those podcasts so once again follow them on twitter at network and hinge um so you can be up to date not only when we're available but maybe you guys are wanting to check out the other podcasts that are there as well um shout out to alejandra gomez and her company ang graphics for the creation of the instagram fc logo you can follow her on instagram at a.g.graphics with an X. Once again, it's at a.g.graphics with an X. You can hit her up, uh, slide into her DMs and, uh, and tell her that you need a logo done for your business, for maybe you've got a podcast or whatever you need. She's got you. She'll take good care of you. I highly recommend it. And of course, shout out to our guy, Roosevelt Spencer, the producer of this show. The guy that makes our beats, the guys that the guy that make he does everything for us, man. Um, so follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. Uh, once again, it's at that guy dope. If you're maybe an aspiring rapper, or I- I'll say this, man. I- I'll keep saying it until until some people get it. When you have a podcast or a YouTube channel, 
it just sounds really good when you have your own original beat. And that's what Spencer does. I think when you hear our intro, when you hear our, our outro, you know that this is insert name FC. I mean, besides the fact that you hear me screaming insert name FC, but you know that this is this show. That's that, that, that beat is synonymous with insert name FC. So that's why I highly recommend it. It, it definitely beats the hell out of dealing with some copyright issues if you're playing somebody else's song. So highly recommend you guys hit up Spencer because he took good care of us. He'll take good care of you as well. Um, especially if you have an idea of how you want your beat to sound. So Spencer will take good care of you. But yeah, man. So that's the show. Episode 37 catches next week for episode 38, where we will preview the Champions League final. That is correct. And we'll also do kind of a, a walkthrough of the power five leagues in Europe. Um, I'm, I'm sure at this point, we're now at the end of the season. So we're going to be able to tell you guys who is where in the grand scheme of things in the world of soccer. So thanks for listening and catch us next week. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. <laughs> Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22 shopify.com slash free 22. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.